1: Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock.
2: You know, Kathleen, everyone wants to know when the Federal Reserve will raise interest rates. And there's a new chorus of questions, and it's coming from overseas.
3: Well, the Chinese want to know too. This is something new, Pim. But uh, I wonder, uh, I wonder if someday uh, they're going to just the, pl- the federal just plug in a computer and get the answer that way, and the Chinese can find out.
2: Ah, well, maybe the Robo Yellen. We're going to talk about computers, the Federal Reserve, and the Chinese. That's all coming up with uh, Christopher Condon, Federal Reserve reporter from Bloomberg News. But right now, let's go to Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg Newsroom for Bloomberg Business
1: Flash. And uh, thank you very much, Pim. Thank you, Kathleen. Happy Wednesday. The Dow, the S NASDAQ all surging today. Stocks are on the way to the strongest two-day rally in nearly three months. As signs of a stronger economy spur speculation, it can withstand higher interest rates. Oil trading close to $50 a barrel, 49.66 right now, up 2.1% on West Texas Intermediate Brent crude, 49.84. It is up by 2.5%. Gold dropping to a seven-week low as equities rally amid signs the U.S. economy is resilient enough to withstand an increase in borrowing costs. Bill Baruch is senior market strategist at iitrader.com. He was interviewed this morning on Bloomberg Television. What we've been
2: telling our clients is it's not as much about the Fed as it is about yields, we do not see yields and Treasuries going higher for longer. So right now you're seeing an, you're seeing gold take a move and take a bath because of the Fed pricing an, int- an interest rate hike. However, we do think gold has been extremely constructive all year long, and I don't think that will change, especially if we hold 1,200 on this move da- on this move that we've seen down.
1: And right now gold is at 1,224.70, down 4.50 the ounce, falling four tenths of one percent. U.S. home prices up. 5%. 5.7 percent in the first quarter from a year earlier as buyers competed for a limited supply of listings that's according to the federal housing finance agency the dow up 177 a gain of one percent s&p 500 index up 18 a gain of nine tenths of one percent nasdaq up 38 a gain of eight tenths of one percent 332 on wall street now let's take a look at other news from around the world on bloomberg radio
4: Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Scarlett Fu. This news update is brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today. The head of the Transportation Security Administration says the agency will add 768 new screeners by mid-June to deal with increasingly long airport security lines. Homeland Security Chairman Mike McCall suggested that TSA should make more employees full-time.
5: I think about 20% of your employees are part-time. In my judgment, they're already trained to do the job, and uh, it seems to me that would cause a, overnight, uh, would, would ramp up uh, your personnel force to deal with the long
1: lines.
4: Roughly 222 million passengers are expected to pass through airport checkpoints during the peak summer travel season. The Romanian hacker known as Guccifer, who accessed the computer accounts of the Bush family and others, has pleaded guilty to identity theft in federal court. Marcel Lazar is best known for hacks that revealed private Bush family photos and paintings connected to former presidents George H.W. Bush and George W. Bush. Officials with the city of Cleveland and security personnel unveiling new details today about how prepared the city is for the upcoming Republican convention. Here's Cleveland Police Chief Callan Williams.
2: A lot has been said about whether or not Cleveland is prepared for the RNC in about 50 days here. uh, I have to tell you, we are prepared.
4: The GOP convention will take place in Cleveland in July. And Fleet Week cruises back into the city. About 4,500 Navy, Marines, and Coast Guard personnel are participating this year. Global news 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Scarlett Fu. Charlie?
1: And we thank you. And we are brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit sectorspdrs.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. S&P 500 index up nine-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pallet That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio.
3: Are you wondering when the Federal Reserve is going to raise its key rate again this year? June, July, September. Like so many investors and traders, well, you know what? There's another group. Joining this camp, and that is Chinese officials, according to our Bloomberg News story today. They plan to ask the Fed to reserve in annual talks next month about the chance of a Fed rate hike in June. Now, of course, the Fed's probably going to say, well, we don't know exactly what we're going to do. But it's a fascinating story, and here to talk about that. And maybe even tell us if in the future the Fed will just plug the question into its computer and spit out an answer to give to the Chinese. Is Chris Condon, Federal Reserve reporter for Bloomberg News, joining us from our Washington, D.C. studio. That is home, of course, of Bloomberg 99.1. So, Chris, let's start with the Chinese. Uh, Sure. I would think in the past, officials would have said quietly behind the scenes, what are you going to do? How did this story get public?
5: Well, um, uh, some of our reporting shows that they're, they're as interested as everyone else is in uh, asking the Fed. There's a, a, a meeting coming up, quite a prominent meeting between American and Chinese officials uh, to discuss economic relations and, uh, and other things, and uh, it, it's, it's simply been revealed that uh, they are as interested as everyone else.
2: Well, are they asking because they want some advance notice or they just want to get the same word that everybody else gets?
5: Well, I really think they're just in the same boat as everyone else. I'm not sure realistically how much they can expect to get from U.S. officials. As you noted, Kathleen, it, it, it may be just as likely that the Fed has not um, decided at all yet what it's going to do at its June meeting.
3: Well, of course, uh, Janet Yellen speaks this week and next week, a very big speech, and I guess you could learn as much from her speaking as as, as anything.
5: That's right. She's got two dates coming up, one next week in Boston, then a a speech scheduled for June 6. And that, notably, is the last day before the Fed enters what they call their blackout period, a period of seven days before their policy meeting where they do not do any public speaking. So that would be her last chance to give any signals to the markets or to anyone else about what uh, she thinks, what direction she thinks she's going.
2: Now, the other meeting you're talking about, that's the U.S.-China Strategic Economic Dialogue, right? Those yes, are scheduled strategic for... Strategic
5: Economic Dialogue, that's right.
2: Right, the 6th and the 7th in, in, in Beijing. Well, if you don't want to go to Beijing and you'd rather just press a computer button to find out when to raise or what to raise interest rates to, tell us about robo-, well, let's just say robo-advising for the Federal Reserve. What is right. this about the, uh, the Laboratory for Financial Engineering at, uh, MIT?
5: Well, that's, uh, where, that's the home of uh, Dr. Andrew Lowe. He's the director of that department at MIT. He's one of the scientists that I spoke to for this story that examines um, when and whether computers that use artificial intelligence might get to the point where they can do a better job than humans at economic forecasting and even monetary policy setting.
3: Well of course and Andrew Lowe told you that uh the capability to do this is is here and the biggest hurdle is cul- uh, cul- hurdle I should say is cultural uh because central bankers he says aren't open to technology but a lot of central bankers are economists they're and they a lot of them do a lot of modeling they're just skeptical they that a machine could possibly put all that complexity into something and come up with an answer that the Fed would just follow
5: right well this it's important to make a distinction between the use of technology in computer economic modeling that's most federal uh, most central banks do that to a great extent but models as it is don't really do well they don't apply what's called machine learning that is the the type of technology that allows a computer to solve problems by itself to actually acquire knowledge and skills without being explicitly programmed to do that by a software engineer
2: Chris, is there an example? I mean, I noted in your story that you talk about the relationship between unemployment and inflation. Is there an example where this kind of artificial intelligence would be beneficial, not just in setting interest rate policy?
5: Well, first of all, it will be uh, beneficial to macroeconomists in making your fundamental economic forecasts as it relates to unemployment inflation GDP, and that's really the foundation of monetary policy making. And and even more basic than that, there are economists that work for, and computer scientists that work for investing companies, uh, and for other companies like Amazon, uh, Netflix, and many other web-based companies that, that utilize machine learning already to make predictions in more, I would say, more confined spaces. So the universe of their customers. Uh, for instance, is a sort of a more manageable universe of data to make predictions upon. And, and they're using that quite effectively now already. Macroeconomics, though, introduces a lot more complexity to the issue.
3: Just really quickly, what did Mike Caroli say from JPM about this?
5: Well, he he spoke to the point of even if we do have computers that can set monetary policy, there's another question about accountability and he asks whether they can actually say testify before Congress.
2: Thank you very much. Chris Condon, Federal Reserve reporter for Bloomberg News, joining us from our Bloomberg 991 studio in Washington, D.C. We are broadcasting live from the Bloomberg Breakaway Summit. You're listening to Bloomberg Radio.
3: In which parts of Europe's economy are picking enough Up enough to entice investors. Could Japan be headed for another recession? Up next, Jeff Kleintop from Charles Schwab on Global Markets. This is Bloomberg Radio.